Hey y'all, this is Mel Offlerbach, and you're listening to Season 3 of Green Juice and Tequila. Hey y'all, this episode is being sponsored by Wild Folk. Wild Folk is an Austin, Texas-based company, run and owned by a woman, of course, And she has really created this self-care and connection with your mind, body, and spirit. It's really, truly this mystical apothecary, and it's a one-stop shop for all things herbs, flowers, crystals, and so much more. The one thing I really love about Wild Folk are their aura sprays. I am definitely not that girl that wants to wear a bunch of toxic chemical filled perfumes. I'm all about like, okay, give me the most beautiful, simplistic, simple essential oils that have this like earthy and floral smell and I'm sold. And that is the one thing that Wild Folk does such a great job at. Their aura sprays not only are filled with beautiful flowers and herbs and the smells are amazing, she infuses them with crystals like How amazing can that be? So if you're in like some weird funk with like COVID quarantine, maybe you've moved houses or maybe you've got out of a toxic relationship or maybe you just are struggling with like stress and anxiety, I completely and utterly recommend getting yourself some of these aura sprays. It just boosts your mood and you just feel so much better when you're in this realm of self-care and love. And not to mention Wild Folk also being this beautiful sponsor for the podcast here, Green Juice and Tequila. They are offering 10% to all of you. So all you have to do is go check them out on their website, which is linked in this episode, and you get 10% off using the code Green juice. So trade in your toxic chemical based products and go get yourself some clean, high quality, beautiful aura sprays that are completely charged with moon crystals how amazing can it get and thank you wild folk for being a sponsor and we cannot wait to use more of your products well hello y'all this is mel offlerbach and we are on another episode of green juice and tequila i am exceptionally excited to be able to interview these next three ladies um i some of y'all know that i've moved recently from austin texas to boulder colorado and i've just been so tickled pink and excited to really explore and navigate through this amazing city and finding some incredible businesses and finding out that women were running them and were behind these businesses. And this company that we're going to be talking to today is called Wonder Press, and they are a juicery that's located in Denver and Boulder, started by these three beautiful ladies that I can't wait to hear more about their story. But um, gals, we have Robin, Brooke, and Betsy with us who are currently running and owning and operating Wonder Press Juicery. Thanks, gals, for being on here. I'm so grateful. Yeah, thanks for having us, Mel. We're super excited to be here, too. Awesome. So let's just, like, get right into it and share a little bit more maybe about you individually and the purpose and reason for behind, behind for starting, you know, Wonder Press and, and why you guys decided to, to launch the store. Awesome. Um, well, this is Robin. Uh, my background is in all kinds of things, but sports and health and nutrition were my passions growing up. 
And I thought I would end up in the medical industry in some way, worked at hospitals, did pre-med requirements, um, also dabbled in different things with sports, athletic training, coaching. Uh, but ultimately, you know, just like you talked about, Mel, I had so many different interests and was bouncing around constantly. But I, I ended up feeling a little bit stifled in the allopathic medical industry because my passion really is about wellness and health coaching and lifestyle choices. And I realized that that isn't really that industry. That's more about treating someone who's really acutely sick and not necessarily utilizing as many of the lifestyle tools. So coaching might be more up my alley or providing products that really supported people to make healthy choices. Um, so it was starting to, to lean that direction. And then one of our other co-founders, Cecily, who's not on the podcast right now, but she um, you know, had a similar inkling to start something and you know the entrepreneurship bug. So yeah, we got to talking and it felt like a super rash decision to just quit my job, quit my path, Let's start a company. We have no idea what we're doing. I think that's a pretty common story. I know. I was going to say um, that is such a common, a common and like similarity for all these entrepreneurs who start their company. You're like, just rip the bandaid off, just throw yourself in and just do it. And just, and especially women, we tend to have that multitasking talent and that just motivation and drive to let's get it going. I'm excited about it. So that is awesome. I love it. And Brooke, you were part of that whole founding experience too, no? Yeah, absolutely. It was a fantastic time. And we, so basically we like to tell the story of um, the three of us, myself, Robin and Cecily, we were on a girl's trip in Southern California in Palm Springs. And uh, we were just really liking the juice shops in the area and, and uh, in Southern California and decided like, why not? Why does this not exist in Boulder? And um, just really wanted to make juice sexy again was kind of our initial beginning. It was like, how can juice be sexy again? Because with our parents' generation, it was just very different vibe going on in juice shops or in, you know, homegrown juicing. Um, so we, uh, yeah, just kind of jumped off the deep end. And first business uh, venture for me, uh, my background's in international relations and uh, theater and coaching. I'm a bit of a Renaissance woman. I like to call myself. So <laughs> I just really like doing many different things. And this opportunity to, you know, start a company with two good friends that I grew up with, uh, as women and just in this town was a really exciting opportunity. So jumped into the mix and, uh, it's been a big learning experience. Oh, for I me. bet. I love it. And Betsy, you obviously were magnetized by these two women somehow, right? So you've now joined the team and have really, um, been a huge support and helped, especially in this last year with Wonder Press. Yeah. Well, I mean, how can you not be magnetized? I mean, they're both super smart, really passionate about what they do. Um, but yeah, so I came on board just about a year ago. Um, I am from a traditional restaurant background. I've been working in restaurants my entire life, really. And I just got tired of the late nights, the alcohol, the, you know, all that sort of part of it, which, you know, is a great social experience, but at the end of the day, doesn't provide me or those people with a healthy lifestyle. Um, I'm also 
great into the outdoors and, and athletics and all of that. And so I just was looking for something where I could use all of my experience in restaurants to actually be able to do something that was healthier for me and healthier for the people that I'm serving. So Absolutely. I'm so grateful that y'all have that mentality because I think that this, this industry and this community of like healthy eating and healthy living, it's, it's, we're able to have products provided to us because of women like you who really put themselves in the driver's seat and was like, I'm going to bring sexy back to, to the juice industry and we're going to bring it to Boulder and share it with our community. So I'm like super grateful. And I know Boulder community is also grateful for that too. So I always feel like there's, there's gotta be that first experience when it comes to like, I will remember my first green juice that I ever tried. And I was like, okay, I feel amazing. And this has to be part of my daily regimen. Like what was kind of your like green juice story, your first time experiencing fresh pressed vegetables and to the point where it's like, okay, this is my lifestyle. Or was it like, oh my gosh, I'm totally not a green juice person. And I don't even see myself doing this anymore. Um, Well, I would start by saying that a cold pressed green juice is really unique and special. Very much. <laughs> and so for anyone who's not familiar with that, who might be listening, you've got all these different kinds of juicers. And when you have a centrifuge or some kind of like masticating juicer, you end up with a lot of oxidic oxygen exposure and the juice might be kind of, I almost want to call it fluffy and, and it turns brown maybe after, you know, 40 minutes or something. So I grew up drinking juices where we just show up to the grocery store juice bar and have something made like that. But it was kind of a light flavor, you know, and every juice tasted a little bit different. Um, it was fine. It was good. It wasn't changing my life or I wasn't thinking I wanted to get into that industry by any means. I also grew up on a lot of like algae and weird additives that kind of turn me off. It's like health has to taste bad. You know, I think that a lot of people have that mindset, like, oh, it's healthy. And it also tastes like cardboard. That's such a shame. Right. And so there really was an aha moment when like Brooke was talking about, we are not by any means leading the charge in the cold press world. It was alive and well on the coasts. And so this was moon juice that we visited when we were in Venice and, um, a cold press juice is so it's just like dense and pure and flavorful. And there's something about it that, you know, it it also can be colder, right? A juice right off a machine sometimes is more room temperature and there's something so good about a refrigerated juice. And then the fact that it stays pristine for days and days and days without having the nutrition and the oxidation kind of, you know, basically the nutrition going downhill. That's amazing. Um, But I would say it was that trip when it was like, this juice is so good and the experience of socializing around getting a juice let's go grab a juice girls like instead of another coffee or beer at night or whatever um it was a combination of how good it made me feel and just the 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 additive factor to anyone's lifestyle to be able to you know just grab one of those and enjoy it and enjoy their company yeah i completely have to agree with you i've i've taught um, and through my health coaching programs for the last 12 years in regards to the importance of like cold pressed green juice and, you know, juice in general, like what you said, it's like, it's concentrated, it's dense, it's, it's full of like these living organisms and it's your vitamins. I mean, we take supplements and these vitamins that are 
coming from fruits and vegetables. So it's like having all of that pounds and pounds of it in a juice and having access to it that actually tastes good. Like, I mean, green juice for me, the first time I ever tried it, I was like, this is this tastes interesting. It's not my favorite. I'm like, I wonder if we can make this better. And so it wasn't until trying some of these companies who offering cold pressed juices and having the recipe down that was just like, like we're, we're getting people interested enough to drink these vitamin filled beverages instead of going out and having, you know, another coffee, like you said, or, you know, a glass of wine or something. So, but Brooke, like what was your experience when you came to the table? It's like, we're going to start a green juice company. You guys had this wake up call in Venice. Like what had you had green or any type of juices prior to, to your California trip? I mean, that's the funny thing. Not really. I mean, growing up in Boulder, a very health-focused yeah. town. Like, when you asked that question, the first thing that came to mind was drinking wheatgrass one time. Oh and I literally yeah. puked because it was so intense on my system. And it was one of those things, like, just hold your nose, drink it. It'll be good for you. Yeah. And I literally puked from drinking it. Oh, my and gosh. I, so it's funny to come to the table with some, you know, a product that's also perishable. So I was like, huh, like, as a first business venture to do something that's a perishable product that I haven't had a lot of experience with, but I just really, the health focus of it. And, you know, Robin's been the one that's really created, you know, just exquisite recipes and just really balanced profile. And when I started tasting the juice that we were, you know, experimenting around with, I was just really excited about what it was going to offer, not only myself, but just so many people in the community and just the health focus with it being tasty. I was just, yeah, really, really excited about that. Oh my goodness. And so Betsy, you have recently come onto this team. Like, like what, what, what attracted you to wonder press and in regards to their juice products? Yeah. Well, if I could just say real quickly, the first time I ever had a green juice was on a Sunday morning before our brunch shift at a restaurant where everyone was hungover from the night before and someone brought in green juice. And guess what? We all felt a lot better after we drank that green juice. So not necessarily maybe the message you want to pass along, but I mean, truthfully, that's, I think also a good example of, of what it is. Um, I had known about wonder, press for a while before I came on board. Um, there are some restaurants, the company that I worked for had some restaurants on the same street in Boulder as they did. So, you know, those, uh, folks would come in and, and get juices from the restaurants. Um, but I think for, for me, you know, women run businesses, obviously super important, but I also think, and I, I say, hopefully I say this to Robin enough, uh, and Brooke, but they're, they're both so smart and well-spoken about the products that it's kind of hard to almost not get excited about it. And, you know, we had a, a group of students from a local nutritionally-based culinary school come into the store a couple weeks ago. And this one woman who I'm still talking with now from the school was like, oh my gosh, I heard Robin talk. And oh my gosh, I can't stop thinking about it. Oh my gosh, I want to come work for you. You know, so it, it's kind of that whole, uh, that whole passion that comes out that, that really sold it. I I mean, I I can't say it enough too. It's like when you start to create and build a brand in a community and women are behind it and are leading it. I mean, I just feel like you can just tell, like when I walked into wonder press the first time coming into Boulder, I was like, first off the store is stinking cute. I was like, I want to get anything and everything, whatever they're selling, I'm, I'm sold. And then just like the marketing and the bottles and how pretty everything is. I was like, oh my gosh, 
this store, I was like, this store is totally run by women. I was like, has to. I was like, it's way too pretty. They've got their stuff together. I was like, it's gorgeous. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me when people come in and can feel that energy and, and be excited about what they're drinking and eating. I'm a firm believer, whatever energy you put out into the universe, you're going to get it right back in. And whatever energy you put into your food, if you're chefing or if you're creating a beautiful meal or you're putting a green juice in, there's just like so much excitement and love behind it. And people can feel that and taste that when they drink it. So gals, you guys started this company in 2013 and we are now heading in towards almost towards the middle of 2021, which I still am in shock that we're halfway through the summer right now. Um, what was like some of the initial steps to build out a brick and mortar? You know, it's expensive. I know some of those juicers can be up to $80,000 to purchase. So I'm just curious, like what were those initial first steps to creating WonderPress so down to like, where do I buy my juicer at? Where do we put the storefront at? How do we fund this in this idea? Yeah, so many good questions. Um, I think WonderPress has grown and developed over the years in a pretty organic way. Obviously, every venture needs some funding and whatnot, but it was definitely, you know, the three of us putting on every hat we possibly could, cold calling every company and just, you know, looking for advice anywhere we could get it. Uh, We started with a Norwalk juicer, which is a small countertop somebody could have it, you know, as a personal juicer, I also know of some juice concepts that run their business with one, uh, but it's, it's a very small level production, but it's still cold press. So we said, Hey, let's start with that. And we can start to really understand what the flavors are. And we wouldn't want to develop a recipe that wasn't on a cold press. So we did that and so many good memories of just exploding pulp all over the kitchen ceiling and having crazy cleanups and, uh, yeah, just, just winging it, you know, we're going to try everything and see what works. And I have a bit of a science background, um, and did a lot of recipe testing in a previous life for, uh, someone who was writing recipes. So it, it felt like all of that came in really handy, you know, just taking meticulous notes and knowing to just maybe change one variable at a time to really understand the flavors and the yields and all that. So tons of experimentation. And then at one point we rented a shared kitchen space, And we took the graveyard shift because it was the cheapest. And we bought our first larger juice press. And that was a big moment. It was $26,000. And that was like, okay, this is real. Like, you don't just return this juicer. Who knows what the, you know, used market is, but we'd probably lose 10 grand really quick just reselling it. And it was like, okay, we're no turning back now. You know, it's filing an LLC and you can turn back after that moment, right? But buying the juicer was big. So working that graveyard shift, I have memories of also having a very queasy stomach and maybe hanging over a trash can, you know, thinking, gosh, daikon radish and burdock root, these are all so healthy, but you know, you need maybe a smaller dose mixed with some, something a little mellower, some apple. Uh, so yeah, went a little too hard in the paint with some intense (laughs) produce, got pretty sick. Uh, so yeah, just tons of experimenting. Uh, the way that we got to our first brick and mortar was again, a very organic, slow process. So we had a pop-up shop for one year where we just went into a kind of cafe that had closed down, didn't do any kind of remodel. We just squatted there and said, we need a place to make our juice. We need a, a location to send people to. 
Um, and so that was really how we kind of built like this little grassroots movement. Um, also did farmers markets. Um, and, and maybe I'll let Brooke jump in and tell some more highlights. But yes, it was a very slow, which I felt was healthy kind of evolution towards getting to our big stores right downtown. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like Robin said, it's been a really slow and organic process for us. Um, we got to our, our brick and mortar shop kind of in a serendipitous way. Um, our uh, co-founder, Cecily, she was friends with someone and chatting and it just like through, you know, the small community and connections in the community. Um, it, it turned out that the restaurant that was originally was in the spot um, originally uh, was going out of business and the owners of that were uh, excited to jump on board with us and um, become investors with us. And so we were able to move into our current space in Boulder uh, that way. And it was just, it was cool to see how community connections and just growing up in this town really helped us get to where we're at. Um, and then I also wanted to speak to uh, your your point about the, the shop and the space, Melissa, and just the brand. Um, it was a really fun process for us uh, to create the brand. Um, I really like to give credit to our, our co-founder, Cecily, as well. Just she has such a beautiful eye for detail and for the aesthetic. And so, you know, it's been fun to see how each of us contributed in our own ways to the business and what, you know, our gifts and our um, excitement for, you know, just entrepreneurship, what, what we brought to the table. So Cecily was, was great in helping to spearhead a lot of that. And, of course, we all contributed to the design and the bottles and it took time, you know, to create the bottles and the look and, but we did it with a lot of intention, a lot of heart. So you can, you can absolutely see that when you go and you buy a bottle of wonder press juice. I have so many bottles in my house right now. I'm like, I need to come back and recycle these, but y'all, I think it's important too to kind of explain to people who are listening, um, maybe who haven't ventured into juicing or green juicing or whatnot. Um, the importance of it being cold pressed that there, there's not HPP and what that means. And that where you, y'all put your juices into glass bottles, which I think is, is really important also, you know, to support the environment and to eliminate plastic wear. But, um, I know glass bottles can be really expensive too. So, you know, how, um, when you decided to go down this venture and, and create the marketing and, and put the product together, I think it, that's a huge, a huge thing when you start a business and you create product at it has to be pretty. It has to be enough where someone's going to come and look at it and be like, this is a really beautiful storefront or this is, a, I'm going to go in and check it out. So, you know, if you guys can kind of speak to the process of why it's important and why you made those decisions to have it be cold pressed and the benefits of that and why we're putting it into glass bottles. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I will say too that at the very beginning, a question we asked ourselves was, hey, we're into juice. Do we want to create a juice product that goes on the store shelf, a brand that goes national, or are we trying to create a cafe and make our own juice and sell it to consumers? And those are two very different avenues. And it was really clear to us that the juice quality that you get at a store that was made fresh and handed to you right away is the best quality on the planet. And also that that experience that Brooke's talking about with 
you know, a cafe that's comfortable and a bottle that's beautiful and you're holding something that's really special and you're almost eating with your eyes first and it's brightening your day just because you appreciate beauty. Um, those things were all really important to us. Um, so it was clear that we wanted to do the cafe. The other piece is hospitality. Like we're, we're always telling our staff, like we're not just here to place a really great juice in people's hands. They went out of their way to park downtown and, you know, do all these things. And they could have grabbed a juice at the grocery store. We're also, the, the experience is part of it. Getting to know the guest. We're, we're handing out smiles. <laughs> you know, we're handing out like a little jolt to people's days. That's just as important as handing a product that's good for their body nutritionally. You know, we want to be good for people's souls too. Um, so, yeah, what makes the juice really special, I think, is there's several things. We sometimes train our staff. There's five things. But the cold pressing, I spoke to that a little bit already, is really an elevated uh, style of juicing. Creates the most pure, best tasting, most dense nutrition. You've literally got sometimes 20% more calcium coming out of spinach, right? Because it was squeezed out under thousands of pounds of pressure, opposed to just sort of letting a centrifugal force pull liquid out. So you really have nutritional, nutritionally dense product. Um, the HPP is really interesting. So legally, you cannot sell juice on store shelves. You can't wholesale it to a retailer um, without pasteurizing it first. And so there's different kinds of pasteurization. One of them doesn't require heat, HPP, like you mentioned. So those companies can still call the juice raw, which is a little deceiving, but it's not fresh. It's got a three-month shelf life. It's technically raw, but it tastes old and it tastes processed, and it, you know, it just isn't the same alive, vibrant, day-changing, life-changing juice, right? Um, so that's a big one that you have to go to a cafe that presses their own juice to get something that was made this morning or you know within the last day or two. Um, the glass is huge for us, so I think environmental factors and sustainability have you know been values for our company from day one i know personally for me brooke and cecily and betsy now shares that as well it's interesting to be in the product world where you're making things and selling things and there is so much waste that happens just in general that it's it feels really good to try and set our company up to make the smallest impact we possibly can so you know we're composting everything we possibly can we're making conscious purchasing decisions to minimize just packaging and waste. And then the reuse bottle reuse program is so awesome <laughs> to, you know, just, it's like we have our dishes and people drink their juice. They can take it home. They can keep the bottle and reuse it themselves. You know, whether you put a smoothie in it or collect change, that's great, but bring it back to us for a dollar off your next purchase, which is huge uh, by the way, a nice little discount. Yeah. A, a dollar yeah. off is huge. Like I was like shocked. <laughs> So that is yeah. You have a handful of juices and or bottles, excuse me, and you bring them in, and suddenly it's like half off or a full free juice or whatever. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. That. So we, you know, I, I, there are a lot of glass companies out there where either they charge, they really fully charge two dollars and then refund that, which is an interesting model. But to me, like taking a juice that's already nine bucks and adding that two dollars for the glass felt just too painful for the customer. So we veered away from that. And then we also see some some brands that make incredible juice and they do glass and we love everything they're doing, but you might get 15 cents back for a bottle. 
And to me, that doesn't motivate the consumer to really get on board with the sustainability. So yeah, we were pretty happy with that. Like we're going to give a dollar back because we're paying a dollar anyway to get glass from you know the manufacturer and to you know do our screen printing. So that's such an easy choice. We'd rather buy the bottle from our customer. Oh, I love that. Quite, quite the fight though with the uh, just uphill battle, I'll say, with the. Um, health department. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there was a lot of confusion around, wait a minute, you know, you're going to take this back from a customer into your kitchen and how are you going to clean it? And so, I mean, the research was deep around what is the dairy industry doing to take glass bottles back? What, oh, interesting. what about growlers being used at breweries mm-hmm. and all these things and having to pick a bottle that didn't have too much of like a right angle where bacteria would grow and this and that, so many little details. And we finally got approved and it was such a big success for us because we were very attached. That is so crazy. You would, I would have never guessed, but everything you just said, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so true. I'm like, their bottles aren't, they don't have sharp corners in their bottle. It's all curved really nicely. So things can't get stuck. That's so interesting. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going back to when you guys decided to open these stores up and you want to launch this business. I'm always so curious when it comes to, you know, women getting funded, right? I've had I've had women on my podcast who were venture capitalists, one of the first venture capitalists in Austin. I had women who were like, I had to sit in front of a VC and pitch to them my product. And I mean, the reality of it is 2% of women's businesses actually get funded through a VC, which is wild for me to even wrap my brain around because there's so many women entrepreneurs out there. So when you guys were essentially pitching to investors, like what was kind of that like little elevator pitch or that target statement that you guys threw out that really convinced your VC, like this is an amazing business and I want to put my money into it? Yeah, I mean, I can speak to that. We were actually really fortunate to be able to self-fund initially. And so um, between self-funding and a lot of sweat labor and sweat equity, we um, were able to, for the first um, beginning part, to fund and get up off the ground. And that then really helped us then show our product and what we have available and what you know the future could look like, which was what really um, got our uh, future investors excited about joining us in, in this venture. But we, we were able to self-fund in the beginning, which... I know is not always the case. And so, um, just feeling very fortunate that we were able to do that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think it's important that people understand too. It's like, you know, there's just so much hard work that goes behind creating some of these beautiful brick and mortars. I mean, you guys are what, eight years old right now. And we just went through a, one of the most painful year and a half a business can ever endure. I mean, Betsy, I don't know if you can kind of talk to, um, to the fact that how COVID and this pandemic has affected the business and what are some ways that you guys have had to get creative to continue to get the juice out to your, to your clients and, and still be able to float your business and, and be able to, um, to stay open because so many places have closed. And so I'm just kind of curious what y'all's story has been the last 18 months. Yeah. I mean, for sure, obviously we've gone through a lot of the same things that many restaurants, businesses have. Um, so we actually just celebrated our sixth anniversary at the brick and mortar location in Boulder. And so I had a little stand outside and we were handing out this fun ginger lemon sparkling sort of, you know, sort of like a cocktail, but not. And so many people that came up to the little stand said, oh my gosh, congratulations. We're so glad you made it through. And it was, I just felt like it, the sentiment was much more 
um, true and deep than it would have been had we not just come through this whole pandemic. But yeah, just to speak to, you know, getting creative and getting like, for lack of a better word, cheap and more efficient. Um, I mean, we had to make some tough decisions about where does our money come from? Where can we cut corners or, or eliminate, you know, overages? And I think part of this brand specifically is that sort of really nice feel of that bottle, you know, the, the beautiful look of the store. But during COVID, we had to kind of take, you know, before we all knew exactly what was going on with COVID, we had to remove all of our retail items. We had to remove the cushions on our banquettes. So those little extra touches that sort of make not just the juice and the products, but make you comfortable in there and, and sort of give the appearance. That I think was a little bit hard because that is part of Wonder Press and we had to kind of take it away. Um, I think just from a business and an operation standpoint, we obviously had to lay off many people as, as everyone did. And then we also, you know, sort of in a positive way figured out, hey, we were not really being efficient with our labor. We were using too many people when we didn't need that many people. Or, you know, can we do this thing in two hours instead of in four hours? And I think a lot of businesses have come to that conclusion as well. We were overstaffed thinking that we needed all of these people. But actually, when we come down to it and, and say, hey, team, we need to all come together and help, we can actually accomplish a lot more and accomplish it better if we make some of these changes. So, yeah. Well, and I think too, when it comes to, um, you know, just so many businesses that I've seen, even just being the consumer on, uh, through the pandemic, it's like, we have these, you know, little codes that we now have to download and we can order stuff online now and everything's deliverable. And, you know, and then you're like, people are at home a lot. We're sitting there scrolling through our phones and social media and people's social media companies, their presence on some of these platforms have just completely blown up. Um, people are able to get to know, I think the, the companies a little bit better and their stories and how they pivot and kind of handled this pandemic. So I have, were there any like, um, little things or maybe tidbits that you guys could share with maybe other, other companies or other juice fronts or yoga studios or little storefronts that have maybe are struggling right now? Like if you guys could list, these are the top three things that we did that we saw a huge return on during this pandemic. What would those three things look like? Hey, um, I, you know, that's a really good question. So I, I find myself sitting here thinking about it. When it comes to more like social media and people being on their phones, it, it was interesting to be in like the restaurant world for the pandemic um, because it was fantastic to, to see the success of some online retailers, you know, or just products that are a little more shelf stable, whether it be beauty care or anything, a food product that, that has a longer shelf life. It, it was really fun to see the explosion, you know, and we have some fellow small businesses that we're working right next to and, and they just capitalized on it. It was so exciting, but it really, for us, um, you know, we're, we're not necessarily going to get any true business from people that are outside of our bubble. We love having Instagram followers and that connection and it means a lot and it, it you know helps us succeed. But at the end of the day, we were just scrambling so much to look for revenue and we weren't going to start shipping our juice. I mean, you can't very easily ship a totally raw product in a glass bottle. Um, so, you know, I, th I think what, what helped pull us through was yeah, like like Betsy said, hey, we had to get really small team 
and we had to, you know, some of the owners and founders, it's like, hey, we're not, we're not getting paid, you know, right now, just, just making some of those tough decisions. Um, but, but it, it doesn't mean that, that social media, that we weren't still connected. So in some ways it felt so good to be talking with our customers when we couldn't see them face to face, we still had the, the ability to, you know, whatever, interact through comments and things. And so we did some giveaways, like for us, um, one that we really enjoyed was, hey, tag a friend who's like, you want to appreciate for something. And, if, you know, tell us what you appreciate about them. Oh, you know, they're bringing me my groceries because I'm more high risk or whatever. And and then we'll give you both, you know, a, a package of some kind. So, you know, maybe it was a cleanse or whatever. Um, so just kind of inviting people to share their gratitude, to connect. Those things felt really meaningful when we were in kind of a community vacuum personally. Um, to be able to have that online was really great. So... Well, and so I, I, I'm just sitting here thinking too, I'm like, God, it of all times to, to need to have healthy foods avail- readily available and to making sure that our body's immune systems are at its highest peak. It's like, I always go back to green juice. I'm like, okay, if you have a, you know, kind of what Betsy said, it's like, yeah, late night of drinking, like the next morning having a green juice really alkalines your system and countering all this like acidic foods that we take in or the fact that, you know, the certain diseases that we're encountering now and viruses that cause a lot of inflammation out of the body. It's like, this is the perfect time to really start incorporating juicing habits because it, it eliminates, you know, so much of that inflammation and, um, it makes our body stronger. So I'm, as you're saying that, I'm like, God, you know, if people could just know that, you know, if you're stuck at home and, you know, the drinking really started to ramp up in our country because people were so depressed and didn't want to get out of the house and just drinking away their anxieties and fears that we can reprogram some of the audiences now saying like, you guys, let's, why don't you just take a week off? from from that type of tool to handle your stress and anxiety and let's incorporate some of this juicing and so you can really feel the benefits of it and really protect and, and build our immune system. So, you know, I'm just kind of thinking as we pivot a little bit here, I'm like, you guys have such amazing green juices and I mean, your strawberry fields, milk, whatever the, the heck, how you guys make that I was like, I'm officially addicted to that. I'm not going to lie. I might've bought like six bottles and I drank that in like two days. I'm like, I'm going to do a strawberry fields fast and that's all I'm going to drink for the next like three days. But I well, think, know how it goes. I know. Oh man. Um, well that was last month. I think when you guys did all of that and I'm like, felt pretty amazing. Um, I even like, there's this little instant, um, ice cream maker you can get on Amazon and I put it through that and I added like a vanilla protein powder to it and I put frozen cherries in it and that was like that was my snack three times a day. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I'm skipping That's my, I'm so skipping good. the smoothie today and I'm doing this ice cream, strawberry fields thing. So if like, if you guys could kind of maybe pivot a little bit and speak to some of your juices, maybe pick a couple of them recipe wise and why you, you guys are carrying those juices. What's kind of the importance and the benefits behind it. What's some of the inspiration for your recipes. I know you have seasonal recipes. I think I saw you guys put out watermelon, um, and the watermelon beverage, which I'm all pro watermelon in the summer too. So anyways, I would love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure each of us could speak to what our favorites are, but, um, since I've done 
most of the recipe development. I can tell you that it really, I mean, the, the inspiration was, hey, this needs to be delicious and delightful and pleasurable to imbibe. Like yes. this cannot be something someone's choking down. And we really want to make sure that we're incorporating as many kind of health guided principles as we can. And then we also know that everybody has a different palate. So let's make sure there's a good variety. We don't want it to just be, the menu would be a tenth of what it is if it was just what I love and what I buy regularly. But that's, you know, there's so much diversity out there. So we joke about having, you know, we've got our green juices and some of them are sweeter and we call those like the training wheels or the gateway drugs. Right. It's like somebody might not be used to drinking green juice and they really don't want to taste that fresh cut lawn flavor. <laughs> you know, so this has some beautiful, bright, crisp green apple and you're getting your kale and parsley and things in there. Um, and, you know, all the way through juices that have absolutely no fruit, because a lot of people really are looking to not drink a lot of sugar. Right. Because it hits your bloodstream really quick. Um, so it depends. I you and I both have a health coaching background, right? So there's yeah. uh, for me, I'm always telling people, hey, if if you're running around sweating, being super active, absolutely reach for some of that sugar and make sure you're getting your electrolytes. But if you're trying to have a beverage while you sit at your desk and work an office job, you might send your blood sugar in a little bit more of a roller coaster than you want. So anyway, we're trying to bring people towards those green juices that have less of the sugar, um, if that's you know, the direction they want to go, but we have lots of options. Um, so I'd say trying to keep sugar low or at least make sure there's options with low sugar is a guiding principle. And then just a lot of, you know, weaving together all the different health benefits. So we have a ton of ginger and turmeric on our menu. Um, those two roots are just amazingly medicinal, um, anti-inflammatory, aiding digestion, you know, helping you with a headache, helping you with nausea. I mean, the list just is so long. So you'll see a lot of ginger and turmeric snuck into different things. It might be a little intense for someone to drink ginger plain, but you can get your dose one way or another. Um, the watermelon you just brought up, I mean, there's probably something to say about every product, but for the watermelon, for example, we like to juice the entire watermelon, right? So getting that white rind in there, there's actually a lot of medicine and a lot of minerals and vitamins right there in Chinese medicine. It's really known for helping cleanse the kidneys to really eat down into that white part. It also provides liquid and juice with a much lower sugar content. So again, it's going to kind of drive down the overall sugar content of that watermelon juice, but it's still delightful, right? So we put a little bit of lime in there. We've been doing mint. Uh, at one point we were doing basil, but that talk about a refreshing vitamin rich, just hydrating, like flush for your body. I actually had an episode with some vertigo a couple weeks ago. I was really not feeling very well. And normally I reach for ginger when I'm a little nauseous. But as Betsy was talking about, we had done these ginger sodas, and I had tried a lot of them the day before, making sure the recipe was right, and I was not in the mood for ginger. So the day that I'm feeling really nauseous, I started drinking that watermelon juice, and it was just so cooling and soothing and fresh, and it was just perfect to kind of wake me up from this sick vibe that I was in. So, um, yeah, so we do a lot of juices. We also do the fresh nut milk, which are really special compared to a store-bought nut milk when you're looking at you know a half gallon of nut milk uh you know that you might find at the store it's got a handful of nuts actually in it there's usually thickeners and emulsifiers and preservatives and just a lot of stuff um, and when you think about how many nuts went in the price is actually really high 
Um, and then, then you come over to our store, right? And you're looking at a pint and you're like, wait a minute, this is $9 for this pint. Like that's really expensive. But when you realize like a whole cup of almonds went into that and how thick it is and how much vitamin E and protein and healthy fats there might be, um, then you think, oh gosh, you know, I'll just have a couple sips. I'll use this as a coffee creamer. Um, so house-made nut milks are, are really special and unlike anything you'd find at and the store. And your house-made um, nut milks are ridiculous. They're so good. Like I... That's what the strawberry field is. Oh my gosh. Yep. I drink that whole thing like multiple times. Yeah. Well, there's, so that, that, there's pounds of strawberries just going straight into the blender, <laughs> being blended up. So that is like a strawberry almond smoothie topped off with a little bit of that warm, like local honey flavor. Dang it. I want one right now. I'm going to drive down today and go get one. I'm not even lying. Right now, right now. I'm going to get the uh, strawberry it's fields. It's like so good. I had a couple of your lattes only, in there too. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, only here for the summer. So you got to oh, wow. do the seasonal. That yeah. gives me anxiety. So, so that makes me want to go buy and like put them into ice, like ice trays and like freeze them. The, oh, there you the, go. So you can have your ice cream year round. Gosh. Well, I think it just goes to show you too, like when we, y'all change your menu seasonally because you're basing it off of what's in season and strawberries are tasting amazing right now. So are the cherries. The cherries are like, oh my gosh, they're like crap. I know, we've thought about doing cherry products, but the whole pitting process yeah. scared us If away you did a cheese. cherry thing, I think I would totally freak out. Like, oh. I'm, I'm, I yeah, love dark cherry. Garcia is one of my favorite ice creams. And I've totally thought we need like a cherry smoothie with like those chunks of cherries and oh, like cacao man. nibs, you know, that, that could yeah. totally happen. I'm like a hundred percent. will buy that and support it. If you make a cherry smoothie with like cocoa nibs. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, well here, I feel like I should let Brooke or Betsy speak. I don't know if they have a favorite product. Yeah. Girls, what is your favorite like go-to on the menu? Yeah, my go-to is the Bright, which is our green juice with a little bit of apple. You know what the doctors say, an apple a day keeps, you know, whatever that's yes, saying. ma'am. <laughs> an apple a day keeps the doctor away. It keeps the doctor away. And it away. helps exactly. you go poop, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're constipated. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do have a little bit of a sweeter tooth, and so the green juice with, with some of that fruit in it just feels nice. It cuts the palate really nice. So that's kind of my go-to. I love our watermelon juice as well, and when it comes out in the summer, I just get really, really excited. Um, and I just I love the strawberry fields, and I often bring it to folks as well, and people will tell me it reminds them of their childhoods, which just like has such a warmness in my heart when I hear like what our juice can do for people and how it reminds them of their childhoods, or they can take it, you know, for a hike, a green juice on the hike, and just feel really good. I mean, as Robin often says, you know, it's just like an IV drip of good nutrients right to the bloodstream. So. Um, that's why I really like going for our green juice. Oh my gosh. Love it. You got to give a shout out to the nibs too. You're the nib queen. (laughs) Yeah. The cacao nibs. Yeah. In the smoothies. Yeah. I I love, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love the cacao nibs too, like the texture and the bite. And, uh, it's, it's really fun to have that experience where you're drinking a smoothie, but then have a little bit of a texture added to it. I love textures. So anything that has a little texture is just makes me really happy. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. And Betsy, what is your go-to? Well, even though this is called green juice and tequila, yeah. <laughs> um, I really love the, the root juices. So we have the take root, which is, is a beet-based juice with some ginger. And then we also have a pita rabbit, which is a carrot-based one. And those are my two go-tos. But also I was just going to say, like speaking from the, you know, 
working in the stores on a daily basis and having people come in and and now they're obviously coming in versus getting delivery and, and pick up and that sort of thing a little bit more, but you'll get, you know, your professional, I my air quotes, professional juicer. Who's like, I want a straight up celery juice and I want the, all the greens and I don't need any of that other stuff. And then you get the person who's like, you know what? I'm sort of reevaluating my life right now and I need to make healthier choices. What do you recommend? And kind of as Robin was saying, we have those two green juices that have a little fruit in them that are definitely easier drinking and can kind of get you stepping into that, into that zone. And then also things like the watermelon juice that, I mean, everyone loves watermelon. Um, and then even people with kids and Robin and I have been talking about this quite, quite a bit as well. How do you get kids to drink green juice? They're not going to probably start with the green juice, but watermelon, right? Who's going to, you know, turn down watermelon juice. Exactly. And y'all, and you're, when you walk into your store and you see your juice case, I mean, it's so colorful. You've got like, I know you have like the, the blue with a spirulina based juices and, um, all the greens and the root juices. And, and you see those like pops of pink with the strawberry feel or, or the watermelon, like it's pretty and people are excited to eat pretty food. And I think that you y'all have just done such a great job really capturing the eye and they come in and I go, that's really pretty. What's in that juice? And I want to try that out. So I honestly, like I've, I'm like a juice connoisseur. Anytime I travel, that is like Matt and I went to Paris like a couple years ago. And this is how my husband knows me really well. We were staying in the St. Germain area and he's like, we're staying in an Airbnb. And I was like, babe, does it have air conditioning? Cause I'm going to wig out. And he's like, it doesn't, but there's a green juice store right around the corner. <laughs> it's called Lulu's. And so I was like, we were there every morning. I would go get my espresso, which just FYI, if you travel to Paris and you ask for Americano, they will cuss at you in French. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I was like, they were so mad. So we, and this, we got an espresso and then we obviously went over and got a green juice every single morning. And they had acai bowls too. I was like, okay. So when, of course, when I moved to Boulder, I asked a friend, I'm like, where do I get a good green juice? She's like, go to Wonder Press. And seriously, y'all have just done such a great job. I mean, your juices taste amazing. I try to make my own green juices every day just so I can like cut cost a little bit. But you know what though? Y'all's pricing is so spot on. I I have had green juices that were like $16 a juice, you know? So y'all have just made it so affordable for people to not have to go buy a juicer, to get something that is such great quality, feel amazing afterwards. Um, So I I just applaud you. You guys have just done such such an amazing job and, you know, whatever we can do to continue to support your business, like I'm 100% in. Um, So ladies, I always play a game on my podcast. I want people to get to know who's behind the scenes, not the like recipe juicer or the person who does all the operations, the business to make it successful. I'm like, let's get to know you ladies who who you are outside of wearing the Wonder Press hat. So would you guys be open to playing my little game? 100%. Yay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is just short and sweet. We don't have to make it too complicated. Um, we'll just go pretty quick here. So first thing, actually, this one's this one's kind of ironic. I'm like, what's your favorite juice? Like, what's your favorite juice? <laughs> On our menu right now, I'm feeling the carpe diem. Mm-hmm. Little bit of sweetness, ginger, green juice. Love it. 
Mine's the bright. Just going to go go strong with the bright. It's uh, our green juice with that little bit of apple that I spoke about. Perfect. And mine's still the Peter Rabbit, carrot and ginger. Delicious. Love Peter Rabbit. Okay, gals, if you, if you could describe what your style is, what would that be? Like, what's your go-to? Are you like a sweatpants type of chick? Are you like put together for build myself for success? Um, comfortable and ready for an adventure to hit at any moment. Good footwear, you know, got the sweatshirt if it gets cold, yep. handy. Total Colorado. Yes. Let's, let's go for it. Yep. <laughs> I'm all about the onesies right now. Like they're super comfortable, but also kind of look good. So I don't look like I've been in, you know, pajamas. Um, but yes. I'm all about comfort with like a little bit of chic twist. Like boho. You like, and you can like, what's great about onesies too, or like the jumpsuits. It's like, you can doll it up with a hat and a pair yeah. of earrings and you're like ready to go. Love that. Mm-hmm. Betsy? I mean, I guess I'm a little like Robin in that comfortable, ready for whatever, but I also have to dress up a little bit because I am in the stores on a daily basis. Also, I cannot dress myself, so I have to use one of those services that sends me the clothes that I can try on because I I'm so, so bad at that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. I just got my husband. He was on it for a while until COVID hit. He was like mm-hmm. Stitch or Stitch Box or something. Stitch Fix, maybe. Stitch Fix. He had like yeah. stuff coming in. I was like, wow, yeah. babe, you look really snazzy yeah. in that shirt. I'm like, I right? didn't buy that for him. Where did you get that from? Yeah. <laughs> so those those boxes do a really good job. Okay, guys, if you could choose between ocean and mountains, what's your jam? Mm. Can I choose lakes up in the Minnesota area? Sure, you can do whatever you want. And mountains, lakes and mountains. Love it. Oh, man. I was just having this conversation with my uh, boyfriend the other day because I've been like an ocean girl, but getting into the mountains and he was talking about Barcelona and how it's a nice combo of the two. I've never been. So I'm kind of, I know it's not a, I know it's not fair to say both, but yeah, I've been ocean moving into mountains. Love it. Uh, Ocean. Ocean. That's all I got. Well, yeah. following that question now, I'm sure this is all going to make sense. What's your zodiac signs? I'm a Gemini. You're talking sun sign, or do you want more? Oh, girl, know? if you know your moon and rising sign, you can <laughs> no, share that with me. Gemini sun, so indecisive, want it all. Yes, burn your candle from both ends. Yep. And Brooke? I'm a Capricorn, you know, just that mountain goat. Yeah. Um, and uh, Aries rising and Gemini moon. Oh my gosh, that's a good, that's a powerful, a powerful combo. That's why you like the mountains. You're super earthy and grounded with your Capricorn. And Betsy, do you know what you yeah. are? I'm Gemini, that's all I know. But Robin and my birthday are just a few days apart. So Robin might know better than I would. There's a common denominator there, y'all. <laughs> You've got all of Gemini's in your birth chart. I'm a Gemini rising, so I totally. Got that. And all my besties are Gemini's too, which is wild. Okay, favorite outdoor activity? Playing beach volleyball with Brooke as my partner. Love it. Yeah, I'm going to answer the same thing. Beach volleyball. Robin and I, like, we grew up together. We played volleyball together. Best friends started the juice business together. So it's just, like, lots of good time together. But, yeah, beach volleyball is super fun. And I'll say hiking. That's been my that's been my soulful outdoor right. activity lately is is getting out and hiking. Um, favorite place y'all have traveled to? 
Another shout out to Brooke. Loved going to Greece, Italy, and Turkey with her as a graduation trip when she graduated from college. That was transformative. Wow. So beautiful. So fun. So inspiring. Gosh, I, I definitely second that. Also, Bali for me was really awesome. The the food there and just like the weather and it was, yeah, so nice. I, that's the best I've ever felt in my body was eating like raw, delicious food in the warmth. Oh, love it. Uh, Belize and Costa Rica. Oh my gosh. I love South America too. Costa Rica. Ocean girl. Oh yeah. The yep. ocean girl right. over here, of course. <laughs> okay, guys, are you coffee or tea drinkers or neither? totally a butter coffee espresso lover before I got pregnant and then I threw too much of it up with morning sickness and now I do tea and I love tea you know yes yeah green tea black tea all kinds of tea um you know we're kind of beverage junkies over here yeah same here you always have to you always have some liquid form of something in your hands mixing it up yep I'm a tea and also mate drinker which I guess could be in the tea tea group as well love me some mate yeah, I, I'm both, but um, probably more coffee lately. Yes, I, I actually have to tell you guys, the, I'm like huge coffee gal. I love tea too, but I just started drinking Purity Coffee. I don't know if you've heard of that company, but coffee tends to hold a lot of mold and toxins in it. And Purity Coffee is one of the only coffee companies that have myoto- myotoxin-free, no mold. Does, so it doesn't give you like the jitters. And I guess there's like, 10 different companies, and but they all source their coffee through Purity Coffee. So if you guys decide to, to venture off in the coffee realm, I would totally recommend trying Purity Coffee. It's amazing. Awesome. Thank you. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll totally check that out. What's your... We actually, we purposefully source our coffee from a small purveyor that really, you know, can be testing the beans more carefully. And we only do washed process opposed to natural to cut down on mold, like we're, we're tracking that from a health perspective too. And I, it can make I a really that. big difference in people's oh, health. Oh, huge. Yeah. Especially, I mean, like we're starting to see more and more cases and people um, having issues with mold in their bodies. And it's just kind of taking over their immune systems and different body part, like organs. And so, you know, takes such a toll. Yeah. Such a toll. So it's nice to know that people, especially in the industry are being more aware of it and offering those types of products. Um, what's your supplement regimen? Well, aloe vera juice every day, sea vegetables, drinking our juice. I mean, it really is a way to get your vitamins and your phytonutrients. Uh, I, in the winter, take vitamin D. Not so much in the summer because of all the beach volleyball. feel covered there. Um, Really important to get, like, fish oil, DHA, flax oil, you know, just your omega-3s. But that's that's pretty much it. When I was doing the pregnancy thing, there there was some extras, but... Right now, yeah, pretty simple. Yeah, for me, I mean, I'll just add to that um, is vitamin C and D and fish oils. And I, I love doing some curcumin as well, just to keep down on the inflammation. Yeah, I'm just pretty much drinking the juices in the stores. And um, we generally do a ginger lemon shot every morning with, when this, the team gets there. That's kind of our team building activity. So, Love it. I'm like, that 
that's how I do my regimen. I'm like, get me the green juices or give me my juice in first and then I'll build on from there. If you guys could describe each other in one word, maybe Robin, you describe Brooke, Brooke describes Betsy, Betsy describes Robin. What would that one word be? Brooke has a huge heart. Betsy is a really hard worker and a, and a really big heart as well. I know it's not one word, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do that. <laughs> well, I think Robin also has a big heart, or we wouldn't all be part of this company together, but I would just say energetic and passionate. I love that. If you guys um, could pick one like monumental, life-changing moment, what would that moment be for you? Mm. Well, can I say becoming a mom? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Man, the last year with the baby, just I've never felt so present and so grateful for everything in each moment. Um, So pretty remarkable. Love that. For me, what comes to mind is being on stage. I uh, studied in Italy for three years, uh, movement-based theater. And so a moment comes to mind is being on stage doing a a one-woman show and just, like, feeling so in it and um, just really present. I think it was just the feeling really, like, just what presence can can mean. I love that. Gosh, I don't know if I have one. It's okay. Um, (laughs) Maybe it hasn't happened yet. Maybe it's still coming. Hey, that's okay. I mean, obviously... Yeah, lots of life experiences as everyone does, but I don't, I guess I can't really say that there's one thing, like, like theirs are both very, but uh, sorry, don't have one. No, that's okay. That's great. It will happen. Um, Okay. What is your mantra? Uh, Right along with what I was just saying, I... I like the alliteration with all these P's. I'm always thinking about, as kind of a type A person who's always trying to be productive and get stuff done, like, I love that. But reminding myself to seek out pleasure and presence over productivity, that's, like, really something that I just come back to over and over again. And and really... I can still check a box and have that productivity side of me be fulfilled by saying how I did like these pleasurable things today, that bath and that hike, um, you know, so you're still getting stuff done, but man, prioritizing pleasure is so important. For me, it's really similar as well. It's just really slowing down and enjoying the, the little moments and just beauty and pleasure all around us. I mean, just so much available when we slow down and just see what's available. Yeah, and I would I would say mine is listen. And I think that maybe a lot of us have learned over the last 18 months or whatever that we were going so fast, fast, fast and not listening to our families, not listening to our partners, not listening to our team, all that kind of stuff. I just am very committed to listening to everyone around me, whether it's to learn, to understand, to solve a problem, whatever it is, listen. I love that. I always ask everybody this last question. Um, are you green juice or are you tequila? (laughs) Well, put them both together. I know it's the best, especially a little pineapple and 
some cilantro in there with the tequila? Yes. Once you're warding off the hangover in your cocktail cup. Um, Oh my gosh. Genius. Maybe that you guys need to do like cocktail hours in the evening and do some fun little juice mixes. I know. Well, we don't have a liquor license, but we do need to get better at putting out recipes because they're so easy. You're just splashing juice into your tequila and it's as if you muddled your own cilantro and jalapeno and did all these. It's like a craft cocktail, but it's takes two seconds. Two seconds. I I had to do a, was doing a speaking event for a corporate company and we were doing a happy hour on there. And, um, cause I'm launching a cookbook here and this upcoming year called green juice and tequila. And, um, so one of the recipes is a green juice and tequila recipe. And I was like, I am not going to, I didn't have time to juice that day. So I went to Wonder Press and got a couple different, I think it was the Carpe Diem is what I got for it. And I salted the rim and I put the green juice there and the tequila and a splash of Contro. And I was like, oh my God, this is totally going to be my, this is what I'm going to do for parties. If I have people come over, I'm hosting, I'm just going to go buy a bunch of Wonder Press juices and people can make their own. And Betsy if you are a tequila fan, that the rabbit, the 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 one with the carrot yeah. in it, with tequila, yeah. it was like a farmerita. It was amazing. <laughs> I was like, um, you know. carrot juice absolutely goes so well with tequila. It's so good. Sorry, I just totally completely hijacked that entire question. So go ahead, bro. Oh, no, I said question for us, and I was gonna say my wedding, uh, like all the drinks that we served at my wedding had juice. And you know, the wedding planner was like, I've never seen so much wine and beer left over. Like these cocktails were wildly popular because you know, the colors are interesting. And yeah, so if you're you know planning a wedding in the near future, think about wherever you are in the country, find some good juice. <laughs> yes. Throw it in your, you know, yeah. Love it. Margaritas. Hello. Genius. <laughs> so Brooke, are you green juice or tequila sister? Oh, it's such a hard question. When I was younger, more tequila, now more green juice, but I'm right there with Robin. Like the combo feels great. Like we had a friend's birthday a few weeks ago and, you know, Robin put together a great little recipe with our juice and tequila. And the next day I didn't have a hangover and it's just so nice. Like, especially the older I get, the more, um, you know, liquor I drink, I just like can't recover as quickly. But with our juice, it just feels like I'm like, neutralizing the the effect of the the liquor on my system at least that's what i like to believe so hello yes I I, some totally to there's balance there's there's balance yeah i mean if you asked me this question 10 years ago it would have been tequila no question but i think i have moved more over to the green juice side which is a good thing um there is a, a good balance that you can have so i'll go with tequila moving into green juice i like it <laughs> I love it. Well, ladies, I am just like incredibly grateful that you took the time to be here and to talk to our audience about your journey. And, you know, I love, I just love listening to like the health benefits of, you know, some of these health and wellness products that are out there. And juice is definitely my, my number one thing I always fall back on no matter what. So as a green juice and tequila podcast, like what can we do to support you to support wonder press? Like if there's anything, that you can share with us that we can, you know, go follow you or if we're in Boulder, you know, just whatever we can do to, to support you guys, please let us know what the next best thing is. So. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. It's been a total pleasure to talk with you. I hope we get to see you a lot more in the store. 
Um, and yeah, uh, you know, an Instagram follow for anyone around the country. Like that's so great. Just connect with us. Um, give us your ideas. You know, we always want feedback. So if you happen to be actually patronizing the store, uh, leave a Google review and tell us what you did or didn't like. It's so important to us to keep tweaking things to serve the needs of the community. So. Love yeah, it. Melissa, thank you so much for, for having us. It's been great to talk with you today. And, you know, to be honest, it's been a really tough year. We opened a second store in Denver during the pandemic, and it's just, it's been really tough. So, you know, if you are in Colorado, would love to see, you know, any of the listeners smiling faces in our store and just helping, you know, support us by uh, buying our juice and, and, like Robin said, Instagram and leaving reviews. Yeah, and I would just echo that you know, feedback, especially right now, is so important. Like with almost every business struggling, if there's something that your neighborhood place is not doing or that you think they could do better, I mean, we are all kind of tired and have, you know, probably overthought every single process that we have. So any fresh ideas, any feedback like that, if there's something that's missing, definitely let us know. Um, you know, we're here for the for the customers, for the guests, and whatever we can do to, to make the process easier to get our juices to them, you know, we would love to have some feedback. So awesome. Well, thank you guys so much again. And y'all, of course. And if you listening, if you are in the Colorado area, 110%. Go check them out. They have two locations, one in Denver, one in the heart of Boulder, right off Pearl Street. Beautiful storefronts. Juices are amazing. Um, give them some love. Shout them out. Like we're all this is this is the time to really support our local businesses. We're I feel like we're right in that tail end of sh of shifting and um to continue to support, I think is the best thing we can do as community. So again, y'all, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I hope everyone else has a wonderful wonderful day. Thanks guys.